Welcome back to another episode of Three Gossip Girls Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. Well, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Hey. <laughs> Post-Thanksgiving. It's uh, It's been a while since we've recorded the new Gossip Girl, but they are back now with three episodes, but we're going to touch upon just the first to get a little taste, get our feet wet of what's to come for this season. So we watched episode seven of season one, Once Upon a Time in the Upper West, which aired on Thanksgiving this year, written by Elaine Lowe, directed by Joshua Safran. And the summary is Azoya scrounges up guests for her annual Thanksgiving feast. Julian and Obi cover their tracks. Meanwhile, Kate and Jordan face an ultimatum from Rafa that threatens to bring Gossip Girl down once and for all. And a part of me was like, do it, Rafa. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what a, like, I had so many mixed feelings about this episode. Same. Like the tea of it, I was like, yes, juicy, give it to me. And then other parts of it, I'm like, so fucked up. You all are awful. And awful. I was like angry, but then I was laughing. But then I was like, yes, I love a Gossip Girl Thanksgiving. So, yep. <laughs> and then my other thought was, I feel like they're, in my opinion, because we've taken a break from the new Gossip Girl, it doesn't feel like they're trying to be gossip girl it feels like its own show at this point does that make sense yeah they get in definitely yeah so i think that's good it's a standalone which we knew but for some reason maybe because we like broke off of season four and then we went right into the new gossip girl and then we went right into season five and now we've had like this little break of the from the new and now it just feels like its own show yeah it definitely is just it's gossip girl I don't even want to say it's 2.0. It's just it's just an, another show, another Gossip Girl show. Right. Yeah, exactly. Even though we reference in this episode, of course, we referenced previous Gossip Girl, who that was. and But that's really it. If you didn't have the comparisons, you would literally forget this is the same world at all. Right. That's what it's I mean. It's so different. That's what I mean. And I thought it was I thought it was clever to reference the old the original Gossip Girl. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually forgot that Gossip Girl took the day off. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize that. Right. OG Gossip Girl took the day off. Like, maybe I just didn't remember yeah, that. Thanksgiving, usually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have a glass full of gossip tonight. Yes. Which is called Saskia. <laughs> the star. <laughs> It's a vibe, and I feel like the day after Thanksgiving, when you're hungover, she has, like, a really expensive coffee, so we're having oat milk bougie lattes with extra foam and extra hot. Yes, <laughs> my go-to anyway. Yeah, same. Her character was so great. Lucy Punch and anything cracks me up, so I was so excited to see her. I didn't realize that she was going to be on as a guest star, so I was like, yes! She's so funny. She's so funny. And I love that she's Max's birth mom. Yeah. Ugh. I was so like, good. okay. I like that there is a relationship there that, that she does. Obviously, she cares very much for this family and they care for her. So I was like, oh, what a refreshing take on, I wouldn't necessarily, I guess to call it, it's not really, I guess it's surrogacy, right? Yeah. Because they're saying, please, please, you know, breed our child and deliver our child so we can have this wonderful baby in the world but they do have a relationship with her yeah and i feel like that's so important for max to be like know his birth mother yeah and that she cares so much she and then she cares for them they her and gideon are just oh. an ultimate vibe that i absolutely love me i loved it and you add roy in there and it's just like oh yes this makes sense of max this makes sense. Yeah, the, how we get Max. Exactly. I love finding out more about Max Me the too. most. Same. Same. He is such a fascinating character to me. He has so many levels and like an onion. There's so many layers to this guy. And I think he has become my favorite character. Same. Which day one, I didn't know. Oh, cats are fighting. And. And my mom's FaceTiming me at the same time. Isn't that funny? <laughs> okay. 
We're good. Uh, yes, no, I agree. Max has become my favorite, which I think we said when we left off, you know, it's six. Yeah, I think we were both we were both uh, liking him the most yeah. and his growth already just yeah. in this six episodes. So, yeah. um, but I want to just start out with the get it out of the way, the triangle of Obi, Zoya, Julian. Oh my God, this was painful for me to watch. I was like, oh, kids. Oh, no, no, no. This is not good. So we start out the episode... We do get confirmation Obi and Julian did sleep together. How did you like that very artsy portrayal of their intimacy? I mean, I liked it better than seeing, like, the actual raunch Uh of the threesome stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know us and the teen sex, guys. Mm -hmm. I was cringing in my seat. Um, But messed up. These people did actually... Not only kiss, they hooked up with each other, and Zoya hasn't been returning their calls either, so they don't even know how she's feeling about them. She doesn't know what's happening, obviously. And so Julian and Obi are obviously keeping it very secretive, and Obi is trying to navigate his feelings for both ladies. Like, it's not just, I love Zoya, I want to be with Zoya, and this was a mistake. It's like, it's very clear that... what he's deciding. He's deciding, no, my heart actually lies with Julian and I don't know how to like brush off the Zoya stuff. And it's fucked up. And to me, it's also just so clear that you actually don't even have feelings for Zoya. There's nothing. Exactly. Like you're a shithead. I could not stand Obi in this, in this episode. Same. And then I go back and say, well, he's a teen. He's only 17. <laughs> Same. And people do that yeah. in high school. I mean, I feel like we talked about this even on like the original Gossip Girl podcast and stuff. Like when you're a kid, you do shit like this. And then years later, you're like, well, that was fucked up and I did grow from it. But it's just hard to watch when these people are so, in air quotes, adult that you're like, well, you should know better. Well, they're adult because of the life they live, but maturity level, they're still a teenager. They're still kids. They're still kids. And, of course, Julian, she's terrified because she doesn't want to lose her sister. She did this unspeakable thing, but she doesn't want to lose Zoya. And I don't think Obi really cares if he loses Zoya or not. He doesn't. But he he just kind of, like, basically wants to let her down easy. And be with Julian. But he's not even approaching that. He's just ignoring everything until it blows up in his face. And, I mean, he does even tell Julian, like, I care for Zoya. But it was very apparent, like, I care for you more. Way more. And this whole situation is so messed up. Zoya finally makes peace with them and invites them to her Thanksgiving dinner. Both are super awkward and they decline. And Obi lies that he's going to be with Aki, even though, I mean, he I guess he thought he was going to be with him, whatever. And she finds out he's lying, and she questions, am I a rebound? I don't want to be a rebound. And I'm like, oh, you poor girl. Also, like, how many times to feel this. did Zoya have to question them and be like, I'm going with my gut, something's wrong. Like, they could have given mm-hmm. her an out so many times. Throughout this episode, because she just kept feeling and doubting and asking them, and they kept reassuring her. And I understand you don't want to lose your sister, but I think less damage would have been done if this would have came out the first time she asked you guys. Right away, yeah. And then now Julian is basically like the coach between Zoya and Obi and navigating their relationship, which is... (laughs) really wrong but julian promises oh no my feelings for obi are at bay don't worry i got your back i wouldn't do anything to hurt you and tells obi julia zoya is gonna tell you how she feels so like make sure like you're prepared for this so they have this conversation and this is when zoya kind of feels like she's being the third wheel am i the rebound and he just like feels I guess so cornered that he blurts out I love you to make it better. I was screaming. This was I so was screaming. Same. I was like, oh no, this is like the literally the one thing you do not do. You do not throw this I love you to make things better. The, it just makes it worse. And I I actually do believe that Julian would have shoved down her feelings if Obi didn't go to this level. Like 
I'm just going to sacrifice myself because I want you guys to be, I want my sister to be happy. And Obi, I think I can, I think you can learn to be with Zoya, even though this is not great. But Obi just had to take it to the next level. He took it, yeah, he he bypassed so many discussions and just said, I love you. (sighs) And like, I feel like, again, that's a thing that when you're in high school and maybe early in college, like you throw that around because you think that it means something to the other person, even though maybe you not necessarily feel it. And then within like, you know, three months, you're like realizing like, why are we breaking up? I thought you loved me. <laughs> you know, it's like you just throw that around because you think that that's like the adult thing to say. It's true. I've been and there. I have actually yeah, dealt- I've been there too. And so been there. the crowd goes wild for them. But literally, Obi looks dead inside, dead inside after saying it. I also, I felt... Well, obviously, they did a good job because you don't feel chemistry for these two characters. But I, I no, it's gone. It is totally gone. gone and <laughs> Julian and Obi, and I think from the beginning, had better chemistry. Like looking back, even when Obi and Zoya were together, and we were like, "Oh, this is kind of cute." I never really, truly felt it. They should just yeah. not. I think Obi and Julian obviously they they needed a little distance in their relationship, and then they end up breaking up, and Obi finds lots of similarities in himself into Zoya and like not necessarily he doesn't push his feelings on her but I think he got just wrapped up really quickly and Julian does say that in the episode like Obi rushes into things like all the time before he thinks about it he doesn't like think clearly and so when Julian brings this up to Zoya Zoya's pissed yeah because she's like oh I'm sorry. I thought you were over this. You didn't like that he told me he loved me. Well, it doesn't matter because, like, you know, they they have a fight. And then they both end up at Thanksgiving dinner together. And me literally dying, crouching down in my seat this entire Thanksgiving meal, which I can't wait to, like, get into more. But I just... I'm trying to, like, sympathize with all parties. And, like, yes, Julian messed up. But I do truly in my gut believe that she doesn't want to hurt her sister. I agree with that. Like she, she's trying to have her best interests at heart, but she did this fucked up thing. She can't come back from it. Um, but like the way that Obi is handling it, not okay. He has no coping skills whatsoever. He's an ass. And he's an ass. What do you think, since we're on the Obi conversation, mm. his situation with Aki? Also an ass for that. Do you think um, he's hurt? He can't <laughs> accept that he's bi? Or do you think he's upset that Aki didn't tell him or it's a little bit of both? I think, you know what's funny? I think it's a little bit of both and it's not sitting right with me because that's supposed to be your your bestie, your best friend from childhood. Um, I think he has obviously, which they all do, so much in going on in his life right now and trying to figure out and navigate the, Joy- the Zoya, Julian, whatever, um, so you kind of lose sight of your best friend at that point and what's going on in their life. And then he has this big thing happen to him and you're not there for him. And you're actually pissed that he didn't tell you it prior to everyone else knowing. And so, like, I understand the background there, but also there was a part of me that I feel like he could have explained himself better if he was on his side about being bisexual. Right. And I don't think it was leading to that and that really fucking pissed me yeah. off and i was like obi strike three bro oh, strike three he is in this on- i mean strike a hundred but like on my list it wasn't of good characters that obi's at the bottom right now i just bottom. i am not liking you you need a lot to redeem yourself sir yes exactly um but julian and obi obviously we know end up both at zoya's all hell breaks loose when Zoya tells Obi she wants to lose her virginity to him. That night, it was like one night, I love you, let's lose my virginity this night. And I'm like, no, 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 but no, But I no, feel no, that Zoya, was please. very, uh, I mean, realistic, realistic and relatable. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, totally. the boy I love loves me back. Totally. I, we can connect now and have this intimate moment. I want to do this. Oh my gosh. But I was like, devastated for her yeah. I'm like, please i hope this doesn't work out and julian in a way i don't know if it was there was some maybe some jealousy there but she tries to stop it because she thinks she's tr- she's helping her sister like please please don't do this it's not a good idea please don't hook up and when zoya finds out that um 
that their fathers, um, the reason why their fathers hated each other, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. That Davis and their mother were still legally married, but Zoya was being born and they didn't realize that she had these underlying health issues. And so he wouldn't let Nick in to say goodbye to his wife. Well, he just wouldn't even let him in. He just wouldn't let him in at all. So he didn't get to see Zoya born and he didn't get to get his final words with his wife, uh, his lover, I should say, because I don't think they were ever married um, because, you know, they were still married. Julian uh, Davis was still married. Uh, but oh my god, what a sad story! Very sad. I was like literally, I did have lots of welding tears in, in my eyes uh, during that part of the episode. But then we get the huge reveal where Zoya finds out that Julian and Obi did sleep together. I mean, just and one she, look, ugh, and I, one look, she knew. I actually think she really did know deep down. And when she saw the way they were like, oh, what's on your phone? Like, what voicemail or what? Not voicemail, but was it? I forgot why they looked at the phone. It was the voice message that Aki's dad left him. For Julian. About Julian. For Julian. Yeah. And so them, like, their chemistry there. And she just, like, in her gut. was like, oh, I knew this. And so, of course, this leads to the girls, Julian feeling terrible. But Zoya's like, we're not sisters. Don't, Don't talk to me. We have no relationship, and I don't have a sister as far as I'm concerned. I mean, so to the, we knew this was happening. Right, to the point of we're not even enemies. We're nothing. No, we're nothing. We're nothing. Yeah. Um, but I, the Obi stuff really did not sit well with me. I know Julian's also in the wrong, but she at least had some conscience about conscience about it. Where Obi, it was just like an inconvenience. Yeah. I did this thing. I'm inconvenienced that I'm still with Zoya. So how do I avoid a messy situation? So I'll just tell her I love her. But it ultimately made it even more messy. And now, I mean, I she can never forgive that. <laughs> no. Especially at that age, 14, 15 years old. No. Which I still can't believe that she's 15 years old. It doesn't sit right with me that she's that young in this show. But she got her heart broken real quick. Her first love and first heartbreak within seconds of it, of each other. So I feel badly for her. Yeah, I do too. And I feel like it was very relatable. Very, very relatable. It was. For what the situation that she had to go through was very, ugh, Obi. So angry. So, so angry. angry. Yeah. Um, All right. So we have to talk about the other triangle. The other threesome? (laughs) Which is the threesome. Angelina says, the underage sex is burning my retinas. Same, girl. Same. I was like, okay, we could just allude to it. Why do we have to constantly have these kids have sex all the time? I just, I feel like I'm watching something I shouldn't be. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm in a very intimate moment with these people, and I don't want to be seeing their asses and things. Right. Yeah, we did get to see. We get to get to see some parts, for sure. But you see some parts. But Audrey and Aki, they're they're having the memories of, like, the sexcapades. And Aki, Audrey haven't spoken. They haven't even seen each other since it. And... They, like, naturally, they want to do it again, but only with Max. They don't want, really, to to touch each other, but only if Max is in the situation. You know... Which is so interesting to me. Well, I think it's the curiosity of your... Of, you know, finding what you like in, in terms of sex. Yeah. But these two, Audrey and Aki, I actually view them as this very supportive brother-sister. I don't ship them as a couple. No, I don't ship them at all anymore i don't even think i shipped them in the beginning because i knew that they were they were lacking something there and yes they have a very brother sister relationship as do lots of these yeah. kids because yeah. they've grown up together and they have close family t- ties and things but yeah i i don't view them as being in a relationship and i wonder if this max stuff will eventually just like they figured out what they like and what they like is not to be together or and to they, be something else. Or they figure they're going to be a three, a thruple essentially, even though Max isn't into that. He's just like, you know, we could do it. Yeah. He's like, I want to get my, like my rocks off 
So that's cool. But like, I don't think we should like continually do this because he's like, please go have sex with each other. Right. You guys need to have sex because after a threesome, it's like the sex is better. And so they try it and the sex is not even happening. They can't do it. They can't even do it. They can barely look at each other. Um, And all while they're all having this family shit to deal with. So as we know, Max's birth mom, birth mother, Saskia, comes in. So funny. She's trying to cheer up Gideon. It's the first holiday that his parents are separated. And so Gideon's not taking it well. She gets Roy and Gideon to eventually play nice, excuse me, together after multiple attempts for one of them to leave when they're fighting. And so Max, he does eventually get that family experience on Thanksgiving for the first year that his parents are actually separated. So I felt it was good for him and good for his parents to be cordial to each other. Right. Coexist. They're having, they're having, yeah, they're, we all know it's, it's not a, it's a tricky situation. And Max knows that I, I I don't know if, does he still want his parents to be together? I'm not sure. I think obviously for Thanksgiving, he wanted them to coexist, like you said, but I don't know if he's really pushing for them to get back together at this point. It's hard to tell. Yeah, I think the whole thing with Kaparos had to come out because that was sitting deep in guilt. And Mm -hmm. now that that's been brought to the surface of that, he actually uh, went after him and not Kaparos and Rafa of whatever we want to call it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that had to come out. And now as he sees his two dads, if as long as they can get along and respect each other on a mutual level, I think maybe now he can go forward of what their relationship will be. Yeah, agreed. And then we also have Audrey, who she was talking to a therapist on the phone. So like, no, her doctor. Good therapy. Oh, you th- I thought it was right? like the doctor. The doctor of for her mother? I did, but maybe it was her therapist. Either way, she's talking to someone, so I feel like that's good. A doctor, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> a doctor, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and also her mom, Keeks, she's on the mend. Luckily, she's doing well. Audrey's still really scared um, from her mother's suicide attempt that she hides the knives and throws out the alcohol in the house, but they wanted to have this nice intimate dinner. But Audrey, of course, is like... She's very type A, which I appreciate. She's trying to have this wonderful dinner for two. And her mom's just like, let's just relax. Like, I don't want to be so so stuck up and suffocated with all of this. And so they end up, as we know, at the Thanksgiving dinner. And then we have Aki, who is distant pretty much from everyone. And his mother, Jody, God bless her heart, is trying, so, so trying to see where his head's at. But he won't talk to her. So she questions How's your relationship with Obi? And does Obi accept you being bisexual? And he's like, honestly, I don't know. And Jody's not, she's not happy about this. She's like, this is your best friend. You need to talk to him about it. And so, so much so that she actually presses Obi at dinner, which I feel like she was the one who started the conversation of all of yeah. the, let's spill the tea on the table. Yeah. And she's like, what, do you have a problem with this? And Obi, I don't really, he doesn't really, as we said, like, doesn't really address it. He doesn't really say anything to it. He's like, I'm just mad that you didn't tell me first. Yeah, and plus he was so distracted with the Julian and Zoya stuff. So I felt like everyone was being pulled in different directions and you couldn't focus on one topic. I will say, Jody, I love her mama bear instincts. Like, she's pissed. And how many times she just tells Aki, like, I accept you, I love you. I really like her. She's my favorite parent. Me too. I really like her. Favorite parent. Favorite parent at the moment. And she's trying her hardest. She sees her kid is struggling. She doesn't want her kid to end up like so many people in the world that do come out and people don't accept that and their parents maybe don't accept. She's like, no, I, regardless, I don't care. You are my son. I love you. And and it's funny because then the threesome topic gets thrown around and like all of the parents are like literally unfazed. Yeah. Unfazed. And I was like, how is, was it me? I'm like, I don't understand how nobody is kind of like mouth drop at this point. Like no one, it's the no one is phased by it. They're so, I guess that which is they're so good. woke, right? Well, they're, they're woke. Parents. They're very open to their kids' sexuality, which is great. 
But also so the threesome part also made my jaw drop. But I'm like, just hearing about anyone having a threesome. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. But I don't know if I'd want my mom to know <laughs> if I was having a yeah. threesome. But then again, I know. it's totally acceptable if all parties are it, on the same page. So It is. Right. And so I like that they're pushing the envelope with topics like this where I know back in the day, if you and I sat with our moms and a threesome came up, they would probably have fell to the floor <laughs> and had a heart attack. So it's nice to see that the kids these days, I'm hoping, have a more accept- more end of acceptance in the household of what does actually go on in a day-to-day life of a kid and what they feel and potentially like their what their hormones are telling them. Like it's good to have those conversations where I feel like, and this is maybe just me and like my mom and I are very open with each other. I mean, I'm in my thirties now, so we talk about whatever the hell is the topic, but I mean, I would have been mortified back then if my mom found out that I had a threesome, like mortified. (laughs) Right. So it's just, it's funny. And I really appreciate this like normalcy. I do too. It was like, everything was normal. And I'm like, you know what? It should be like this. And out of everything that was discussed at the Thanksgiving dinner, that was probably the least controversial. The least scandalous thing, right? Yeah. Um, And then Jody. She decides she's going to leave and she's going to leave Aki and Max to hang out. With Audrey. Because I think she thinks things are brewing there. But then, of course, Audrey is there, too. And um, and then the most interesting part of the, the dinner was when Aki finally listens to the voicemail his dad left him. Because it's been days or I guess days. Yeah, days. Yep. Um, and so he finally he listens to the voicemail during dinner. And he's like, wait, what? what's happening? Why is my dad telling me to stay away from you, Julian? And so then, of course, Julian listens to it. But, yeah, I was like, that's such a random thing to have done during a dinner table. But, I mean, everything was being thrown out on the table at that point. And then we have the Rafa and the Jordan and the Kate stuff. And Kate and Jordan, they don't know what to do about this sex tape that Max has sent them. They don't know if it's revenge porn. They need to find out if Rafa knows. And Max keeps asking Gossip Girl, are you going to use my tip? I'm waiting patiently. Are you going to use my tip and release it? So Rafa, of course, we know, does know that they have this tape and has seen it. So he changes the password on Gossip Girl's account, tells them basically, I'm going to blackmail you and you need to find out dirt on Max first. Otherwise, you need to tell the whole world who you are. And you have 24 hours. Very, very clever. 24 hours. Very clever of Rafa to do this. Uh, He's a very quick thinker. Yeah, he is. Uh, Very quick. Yeah. So Kate and Jordan, they end up at the Thanksgiving meal. They're trying to steal Max's phone to get some dirt. But then they get that speech of Max, how he blames himself. He's the one who... pursued Rafa. He feels really wrong for doing it. Um, Angelina made a great point. She said that she couldn't believe that they, it's not acceptable that Max blamed himself for this whole situation. Like, they made it okay that he blamed himself. And she says it feels really, really bad to have that as the ending of the plot line. I agree. Because it's just further proof that she doesn't trust these writers with anything. They have this way of blending high-stakes things with soap opera-level hijinks. She says it really weakens the seriousness of the deeper issues that deserve to be unpacked in a healthy and mature way, but they don't seem to want to take it there. I agree. Which I agree. 100%. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, luckily, we do get that scene of Rafa saying, hearing this message this video of max and saying yeah he did pursue me but like i should have stopped it like i am a shitty person (laughs) right and ultimately he quits which was the right thing to do which is the right thing to to do jordan says it's the right thing to do even though it wasn't illegal it's still dirty which and i found you know they made a point to tell us the age so rafa is 10 years older than max So he's 27 and Max is 17. Right. And then they also had to make a point that there's a larger age gap between Kate and Nick. Yes. Which, super uncomfortable for me. I hate that relate. That 
it's so cringy and I'm like, why is this so cringy? But Nick is creepy towards her. He is creepy and cringy and I want to like him as a dude, but he needs to stop pushing the envelope. I was almost like hiding under the sheets. Me too. I was so mortified for him. Ugh. I was like, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? And I just don't like Jordan either. No, well, Jordan is like Yeti. annoying. We called him Yeti. He always has this Yeti. black Yeti. Yeah, he's annoying. He's so annoying. But even him, like with the jealousy with Kate and then Kate and Nick and their Yeah, in- he's like, oh, he knows about Ugh. us. What? Ugh. There was no us. There is no us. There's no us. There was never an us. She doesn't like you, dude. She doesn't Does like she, though? you. Does she? She does. I don't, I don't know. know. She might like him a little bit. But the fact that they made a point to say that there's more years between them. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah age is just a number but i i'm uncomfortable with him continually trying to pursue their teacher it's not comfortable it's like a max medina shit oh my <laughs> but god like on the reverse it, yeah <laughs> you know it just and there's no again there's no chemistry between these two of where you're like yeah this Zero. would be so good like the banter there's nothing he's just like oh there's nothing let me get you a drink and i'm not gonna I'm going to admit I'm a little jealous. You're here with him. It's so it's so weird. It's so disgusting. And honestly, he, he it's like there's no other women in the entire city that he could pursue. It's like she just keeps falling into his lap. Not even. Like he's, he's seeking it out. Yeah. And it's making me super uncomfortable. And honestly, if I was Kate, I'd be uncomfortable too. Right. <laughs> like, all right, dude. Like, we, we already discussed we're not, we're not doing this. And they, so why you keep saying it? And they it? did make a point to be like, okay, we're friends, just friends. We can still be friends. So hopefully it stops. I hope it stops. Please, writers, make it stop because I'm really uncomfortable. I'm the most uncomfortable with that. I'm more uncomfortable watching that than watching these teens have sex. Oh, so that says something right there. No, for sure. 100%. I, yeah. It's amazing. I hate it. On this show, there's no couple you're actually shipping, and maybe that's the no. point. There's no couple Zero. to root for. Yeah. I'm I'm intrigued to see if they will do something. Yeah, I guess so. You know, with any of these people, or they'll bring in someone new for some of, some of them to date, but... Yeah, I'm not shipping anyone. I'm shipping them all being single because I feel like they all need their times to be single. Because when you're that young and you need to figure out who you are in the world and what you love and what you don't like and like your first relationship, nine times out of ten, you probably don't end up with that person. So I think these people eventually and these kids will grow and become better versions of themselves. So I'm hoping we get there. But yeah, I don't ship any anyone on this on the show. Yeah. I ship individual characters. Same. Like I ship Max so hard. I Me love too. Max. Me too. <laughs> I do enjoy Audrey too. And I, I mean I like them all, but I'm mean, obviously we know Obi's like on the bottom of the list at the point at this point, but yeah, um yeah. And then we have to talk about Davis. Oh, because this is the juice. This is so good. This is the <laughs> This is the juice. And so I didn't really catch what he was seeing on his computer, did you? No. It was something with TMZ. Yes. It was like something was posted about him, I guess. I thought, and I should have went back and, you know, paused it. But I thought yeah, maybe it had to do with the route, the um, protest. And maybe okay. it was something with Aki's dad saying, mm-hmm. you know, like Aki's dad, because it was, no, it was it Obi's mom and Aki's dad, right? And Obi's mom, Aki's dad, yep. And then Julian and Obi showed up at the protest. So I thought it was something with that. And then it's very possible. It like clicked something because he went to go call. We had the phone and he was calling a number too. Yes. And then he keeps telling Jordan, uh, Jordan, Julian, I need to talk to you. I need to yeah. talk to you. So you don't really know what it's about. Is this something serious or was he going to actually reveal that him and Lola are engaged? Lola. I think it was something else. Lola. I don't think he was going to talk to her about that. Lola's a hot fucking mess. Okay. The other thing I didn't understand, because <laughs> Julian, at one point, they're getting ready to go out, and she's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see your closet. Like, And Julian's like, why are you so dressed up? And she looks at her dad, and she goes, is there something I need to know? And he yeah. and he goes, no, 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 no. Like, no. But then she, at the Thanksgiving, she has the ring. Yeah. 
I know that was really fishy. So I don't know when he proposed. We, I don't know if we'll find that out. Or did Julian? She didn't have her ring on when she pointed. Like, are you propose? Do you, are you doing something? Or did she have the ring on, and Julian clocked just it? Just didn't notice it. Like, oh, right. Like I don't. I don't know. Maybe I yeah, totally I misread that whole scene. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? Oh no, I don't think you misread it. I think they were trying to distract us and say. I, I think, honestly, Davis wasn't going to tell her that he proposed. I think he, pro- who knows, he could have proposed, like, literally in the car. Oh, no, no they, Jul- yeah. Julian, Julian was there. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's so, I don't know. It's so weird. But but Lola, she's super awkward at the dinner. She's just drinking upon drinking because she doesn't want to spill the secret that they're engaged and also, she's obsessed with Saskia and doesn't know how to, like, act around her. She's, like, this girl that, is she, like, wanting to be in the line? Like, is she wanting to be in this world? And that's why she's with Davis. But she doesn't know if Davis feels for her like he says he does. Like, they both, I feel like, have this, like, kind of, like, con- contractual relationship where y'all help you out in the business you just keep this ring on your finger. Maybe there's not much depth there to the relationship. And so then Lola drunkenly tells Kate in the bathroom that I don't know if he proposed to me, so I wouldn't testify against him in court. What? It's like, okay, what is this about? And luckily, Kate has like a little bit of a moral compass where she doesn't post this on Gossip Girl, even though she has to post something worth worthy. And so she does end up posting the picture of Julian and Obi because that already came out, which, like, I'm glad she didn't out this because she doesn't have any details about it either. Or maybe she does and we just don't, like, the audience doesn't know anything yet about it. Oh, yeah, maybe. But how? You know, maybe she, maybe she did tell her in the bathroom. Maybe. Um, but Joshua Safran says in episode eight, the secret will come out. <sighs> And this is going to reverberate through all the characters. And he says, quote, I say the battle lines are drawn in terms of who believes the secret versus who doesn't believe it. Wow. I don't know what that means, but I'm excited to find out. Wow. Yeah. I also just, the, um, the whole voicemail thing at dinner, and they're like, wait, what? And Julian's like, wait, can I hear that voicemail? And then we never went back to it. And because everything was so... But I mean, wouldn't you be so, much so tuned into that to be like, wait, hold up. Why is your dad saying right. this so about my daughter? Next, in next week's episode, next episode, Aki will try and figure out what they're talking about, yeah. why why he shouldn't be friends with Julian, maybe Julian. I mean, the secret will come out. So I guess, I mean, what do you think this could be? I don't know. And then the whole testifying I honestly, thing, I think, has to tie into this. Oh, absolutely. So... I don't know. Obviously, which we did kind of predict a little bit that Aki's dad must know something on Davis. Yep. And that's why Julian and Aki shouldn't be hanging out. So I think obviously it's something, obviously it's something money, financial, like there's some sort of, I think something to do with money. I don't know what that is. I don't think anything else is like that scandalous. Yeah. Unless... I mean, uh, no, I was like, maybe like Davis is like Ju- Aki's real kid. I don't know. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, maybe something like that. Maybe Julian's not actually Davis's kid. Like, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, what else would be juicy? What else would be juicy? You know? Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, I'm excited for the next episode. Yeah, me too. And we're going to discuss eight and nine together. Yeah. So continuing forward, if you're listening, you're listening on the public platform. But continuing forward, all the coverage for Gossip Girl 2021 will be on Reboot will be Patreon only. So that will be for our subscribers, which our Patreon link, TotalBettyPodcastNetwork.com or link is in the bio. Yeah, check it out and see what else we do over there because we have some fun stuff. Yeah. Um, do you want to do an MVP for the episode? Sure. I think we already know, but we can do it on three. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? Yep. Three, three two, two, one. Max. Oh, you picked Max. Max. Yeah. I really Good loved choice. it. But Jody was my favorite parent. But Max, yeah. he when he showed up at school... And he puts his arm around Audrey and Aki and he's got his 
jacket and the sunglasses, my heart so was like bursting. Me too. I'm like, Same. I have a crush on you, Max. I have a crush. I have a hardcore crush hardcore on Max. crush on you. <laughs> and Saskia, I feel like she she is a blue ribbon. She is so funny. Her outbursts in the episode and her saying like, I actually got fired. Yeah. And like, it's just like comical. I loved it. And it did feel, and Angelina does make a point, and she sent me an email about like how it does, this scene mirrors old very well because we know Thanksgiving every time on old Gossip Girl was a shit storm, which was always so fun to watch. So funny. So much happens. So much gets out that it does resemble and mirror the other, which is nice to do a throwback like that. Yeah. Um, what about a fashion moment? I was I loved Zoya's corduroy jacket. Um, Gideon's upcycled cape. Yes, please. Yes. yes, please. Love it. And I did really like Julian's dress with the cutouts in the back. Yeah. The like sweater dress. Yeah. Her body is amazing. Literally amazing. Yeah. Um, I had two favorite quotes. I had update, you aren't the guidance counselor at Sweet Valley High because I used to be a big stan of Sweet Valley High. That was my favorite books as a kid yeah! and of the series. Same. And um, it's either eye contact with you or Jesus. I thought that was hysterical. So good. Uh, yeah. This I wrote down. Kate said, you're supposed to know better. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you're Gossip Girl. So <laughs> you should you says, she says this to uh, Rafa, which, by the way, I wanted to mentioned when we were doing we were discussing a little bit before how rafa tells kate and jordan like you need to stop you're ruining these people's lives you're not helping these i know kids. i loved that i loved that and i hope that that <laughs> it continues into the future of like yeah i actually we are messing with these kids yeah and they and they post as gossip girl uh, something to the effect of like you i'm only here because you guys make me exist and if you want to be better like kind of kind of saying like you should be better and you shouldn't be saying right things about each other and trying to stir up drama so i don't we'll see if that continues but i mean it's gossip girl so you yeah. can't really have that show without gossip girl i guess yeah and then the other favorite quote i had because this resonated with me kiki goes i'm just processing all this information and i felt that was me during this episode <laughs> Kiki is funny. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, she's cute. And everyone who came she in, the parents, like they're mom. like, Kiki, you're out. You know? They were so I cute. Know. I, it's funny because you forget that all these parents do run in the same circles. Yeah. They have known each other for years. And so they, when everyone saw each other, it was really sweet that they kind of, they all got excited to see each other. And then Nick is like in, getting introduced to everyone because he has no idea who anyone is. So now it's like the circle, you know, Zoya, she made it into the circle. She is Julian's sister. Yeah. So he, Nick is going to be, I'm sure, with these people a lot more than he would like to be. <laughs> you know, the other uh, comical moment, Saskia, was she smoking for the first time and Max is like, I thought you quit. And she goes, oh, these aren't mine. <laughs> these aren't mine. And then Zoya's like, please don't smoke in the house. She's like, the the host won't mind. And Zoya's like, I am the host. Or just like, all right, I have no control. And also Jordan being piled with the coats. That was very funny, too. So funny. Yeah, definitely uh, more comedic moments in this episode versus the others. I think they're finally finding the footing of how kind of how old Gossip Girl was and is of like, let's have this really ridiculous stuff with lots of serious stuff with with the drama so yeah i think they're finding a good balance because yeah. i'm i was i like this episode the most i think because now we're knowing these characters more and they were all there all 16 of them at a, at a dinner table which joshua saffron said was he was like i don't care we're doing it like even though it's going to be really hard to do we're doing we it just didn't have monet or luna no, we didn't. And their presence was definitely missed because I feel like I was looking for my Luna tea. Like, give me my Luna spew of mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever she's going to teach me in the episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I guess, um, and Monet is not really like friends with them at this point because she's still mad and they're still mad at her. So right. guess we'll see what happens there. Um, 
I have a question from Angelina. How long are Zoya and Julian going to be on the outs? I think a couple episodes at least. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? I guess, you know, time time heals the wounds, right? And how much time would Zoya need and how much, like, grappling will Julian have to do to be on Zoya's good side? I don't think she's going to give up and just say, well, my sister hates me. I'm not going to try and, you know, make it better between us. I think Julian will try I think, and do that. I think the what's going to come out with the testifying and mm. Julian maybe. I don't know what is going to happen with that, but I think ultimately Zoya will support her and stand up for her. And that's what will bring them back together. I hope so. I mean, that sounds like a good plan. And I hope that sister would support sister regardless of what happened between them. And they just have to really work on building a trust in their relationship again. I don't think it's going to happen before season two. But, (laughs) you know, I mean, Zoya and her could at least be in the same room and not have any conflict. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. We'll see. Uh, Angelina says that she's really digging Aki's mom. She was so supportive, which we were saying the same. Uh, Were you guys expecting the bombshell about Julian's dad? No, but I'm glad we are again, we're learning and we're getting depth with this character. Right. I actually like Davis. We don't know much about Davis. I like him more than Nick. Same, because as we said, like Nick has that cringe factor about him where Davis is, he's much more high power, high stakes. Like he has this this girlfriend and he's just, he's got a lot going on, a lot on his plate. And we don't really know a lot about him. But the more you do find out about him, the more I like him. Yeah, because, same. You know, he does, he does come together with Nick. Like they do are, they are civil with each other and they want their daughters to be happy and be sisters. Uh, so yeah, I, I do like him. Obviously we like him better. I like him better than Nick at this, at this point. Nick needs, Nick needs a lot of work for me to be on his side for anything because he's really pushing the envelope and the buttons here. Um, and speaking of pushing, Angelina knows, can we push Obi out of a high skyscraper? Not a real question. I think I hate him more than Padge. <laughs> 100%, my friend Angelina. At this point, yes. I cannot wait yeah. to watch the next two to see where, where we're going with Mr. Obi. Because same right now, sir, you are... <laughs> it's not good. Shittiest. Yeah, it's not Shittiest good. Shittiest for sure. Shit, shittiest for sure. Yeah. And Vic says, who out of that whole crazy situation had the most awkward position, I guess, at the dinner table? I mean, <laughs> is there any, I guess, like, Nick, because Nick truly True. didn't know anything what was happening. Like, Kate and Jordan are gossip girls, so they're expecting some drama. Max, Audrey, Aki, they're all wrapped up in the threesome. Then we have the Zoya, Julian, and um, Obi stuff. So it's really like Nick. Nick. That's like, wait, what? Nick. <laughs> what is happening? I think Nick for sure. It's a I lot think of Nick process. and Gideon maybe. Also the fact- Gideon, it's like, yeah. Or maybe Roy. So funny. Too, Roy. Was- Roy. Roy is, yeah. Roy is like kind of just like on in the, the background. Quiet. He's probably like, what did I sign myself and up for? And also for Nick to realize, oh shit, my daughter wanted to sleep with her boyfriend, but her sister slept with him first. That's that's uncomfortable for a dad, yeah. a parent. And did you think that, I thought that he was going to catch um, Obi and Julian having that conversation at one right. point. Because they do like go, I guess, like behind a door, yeah. or behind a closet door or something like that. And they're talking about it. And Nick is like literally on top of them. I'm like, okay, so this is when it comes out. And Nick's not going to know what to do with the secret. But no, it just blows up. It just comes out. On the, at the dinner table. Yeah. I have a Betty of the Week. Are you ready? Of course I am. You were total Betty. Total Betty. Total Betty. Total Betty. Total Betty. You were total Betty. So this week I chose Nate. Hey, Nate. Hey, Nate. We love Nate. Nate loves the Gossip Girl reboot. And um, his title is The Bestie because it's also a play on his last name. (laughs) 
So we're super thankful for you, Nate. I hope you're enjoying this new Gossip Girl reboot content. We are so excited to get to chat with you in the Discord. And I look forward to hearing more of your opinions about what is to come. And we're we're thankful for you. Obviously, we're thankful for all of our patrons. Happy Thanksgiving, post-Thanksgiving. We, were, we love and appreciate every single one of you. We love and appreciate all of our listeners. So... Thank you, guys, and thank you, Nate, for being with us. Thank you, Nate. Yeah. Should we start doing an emoji for this podcast? Sure, we can. What should we do for an emoji? Should we do just a turkey for Thanksgiving? Yeah, we should just do a turkey. Yeah. We should throw we should throw this some turkey in there, and you can throw a turkey at us wherever <laughs> you please. Don't actually throw a turkey. Oh, my God, remember um, that was such like a people would throw turkeys. People would do frozen that. Frozen turkeys on the I'll, highway. Yes, and then that woman got so badly injured, they had to, like, reconstruct her face. It was, like, a terrible situation. Um, So please don't throw frozen turkeys out car windows, because why would you do that? Um, But if you want to throw a turkey at us, maybe throw in an Apple Podcast review. Like, gobble, gobble. That's such a good idea. (laughs) And you know what? Turkeys will take that little emoji, an Apple Podcast review, just write, wow, this one is a bird of a time. (laughs) You got, heard of a t- you got to listen to this podcast. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. But in all seriousness, <laughs> we super appreciate everyone who left us a Apple podcast review so far. If you haven't yet and you are enjoying the show, please consider leaving us one and rating us five stars, downloading the episode, subscribing. It helps the show in such a big way. And this is a free way to participate in the growth of our network. So, yeah. Thank you. Join, join be a part of... This Gossip Girl community yeah. and the community of Total Betty that we've created. We we love every single one of you that has supported us. And if you haven't and you want to show some support, that's the perfect way to do it. Yes. Because, you know, then, then we get on the charts more. We're seen. And it's just, we're seen. And you guys help out. And it's all collective energy for everyone to grow and see more Gossip Girl loving people right. out there in the world. Yeah. So. But that is that is it for this week's episode. Ooh, it's good. Excited for what's to come. Same. And we'll be back next week with uh eight and nine on, on, Patreon. on Patreon. So join us there if you haven't already. And we hope you guys have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to Three Gossip Girls Podcast. You can email us at three gossip girls pod at gmail.com. Or if you want to follow this show and all of our others, you can head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio, music by Anthony Vacora. Hold up. 